I'll walk on the ball, go ball, go out, out for the out, out for the out, out for the I'm walking the ball, go ball, go out, out for the out, out for the out, out for the. What's up, what's up? You know what time it is. Thoroughbred Lace. Well, I know, I know. I missed a week. But man, a lot of shit went on. I'm gonna cover that in another segment. Right now, you know what? We're gonna focus on what's important. And it's the fucking story that we have started, we have begun. I've already filled y'all in if you uh, have been paying attention to my last few uh, podcast streams. You know, I went into slight detail of my uh, my childhood and you know some of the some of the traumas that I went through with my family. Just some of them, you know, to name. The main things that, like, really, really, like, altered and, like, affected my life that I can recall, at least for right now. So, if you, uh, aren't you familiar about what we talked about last week, be sure to go check that out right now. Um, and let's get to it. about to get real juicy so here we go we're gonna dive right into this alright now after getting kicked out of high school like completely 
even the adult education high school. Um, I started going to night school for my GED at Chamberlain High School on Bush Boulevard. And I was doing that and working at Steak and Shake, I believe. And yeah, it, things, were, things were not going too good. Uh, you know, freaking family life was hectic. Uh, you, I just, I felt so alone and I felt like there was really nobody I could turn to a lot of times. Um, I felt like there was nobody I was they could understand me, like, and as well as feeling like that the people who love me and my family, like, they really was just trying to control me by my, my, like, probation, by my freedom, like, so I just felt real tried, like, all the way around. Um, so, yeah, at Chamberlain High School. Uh, I go to night school there. And just so happened, my uncle, Chuba, his first baby mama, we'll call her Leash. And she and her new baby daddy's husband, whatever you want to call her at the time, because at the time, I don't think they were married, I'm not sure, but basically, it was my uncle's best friend that she ended up getting with, while my uncle was in federal prison, too, let's not forget that, but, oh, (laughs) don't let them hear it, they're going to be pissed, you know, people want to keep them, them secrets in the dark, they don't want them that shit come up, anyways, <laughs> yeah, so I would go over there, because they lived right across the street from Taylor, and I'd go over there, and I'd hang out, smoke some weed, see my cousin, shit like that, just, I felt like they got me, like they understood me, I mean, Lise was, uh, yeah, I mean, let's just say, yeah, they got me, they was, They've been in my predicament. They they feel my pain and they know how my mother was, you know. So I would be able to go there and just chill and be me and just relax and laugh and whatever, smoke some weed, but not feel pressed or pressured or fucking look down upon or fucking talk down upon. Um, so I would go over there and. I don't know, uh, I just remember that one fateful day that, uh, I think I had just lost my job at Stake, well, and I didn't lose it, I quit, I quit because the motherfucking manager, new manager we got, wanted to tell me that my motherfucking to-go shake was ugly. I, I can't forget this. To-go shake. Now, you know, at Steak and Shake, we, they do the uh, the half-and-half ones, and, you know, they do it in, like, 
if it's in the glass, of course you want it to look pretty. But this motherfucker has the nerve to tell me my to-go shakes were ugly. Mind you, it goes in the styrofoam cup that nobody ever can see. Yeah, so I was like, what the fuck? My to-go shakes? Oh, hell no. Fuck you. I'm out. Quit that job. After quitting that job, I don't know, my mother, I guess just couldn't do nothing with me because I wasn't working, I was, you know, pussyfooting around with my GED, you know, um, I would actually just go in the hood and just hang out instead of going to get my GED, but, but, um, yeah, so, she knew I wasn't going to go back with my dad. So one day she came to me, and she gave me a tough decision. She told me that she took my uncle to court and basically, in front of the judge, gave him the ultimatum to either go get help and get rehab for the pills that he was addicted to and blah 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 or sign over his girls and from what my mother told me is that he signed the girls over wow she then continues to tell me that the girls would unfortunately have to go to foster care because she was the only guardian that they were allowing to take the girls and the fact that I was still on probation for a violent crime um, was basically the reason why the girls couldn't supposedly come be released to my mother okay so if you know me you know my biggest fault is my loyalty so when she told me this I made a decision at 16 I left I left with what was on my back I left with the book bag and I left. I left. I went as if I was going to school, to my night school. And I didn't come back. You know, um, the sacrifice I, I chose to make for sake of my niece, I mean, my cousins. You know, I didn't want them going through foster care or being in the system. Uh, I didn't want them to have to go through that just because, you know, my uncle can't get sober and my mother isn't fucking good. <laughs> but uh so yeah I made that decision 16 years old I mean I would make that decision again if I was faced with it again 
even though <laughs> here's a little uh, plot twist come to find out and I just found this out recently and I don't say about it here that fucking incident never happened like like the girls Y'all are all probably like, wait, Cuba, hold the fuck up. What do you mean it wasn't true? Well, not this. My mom taking my uncle to court. That was true. What wasn't true was the girls can't come to my mom's because of me. It wasn't even. I should have thought this when I was a teenager, honestly. They wasn't even like getting taken away from their mother. They were just getting taken away from their father, my uncle Ruben Cuba. And so I'm like thinking of this now and I'm like, damn, I didn't even question it. I didn't even think twice. Took what I had and I left. Like Man, and I'd make that same decision again. You know why? I'll tell you why. One, because I don't think a kid should have to suffer for an adult's motherfucking problem or mistake. First of all. Second of all, personally, anybody that I fuck with, they ain't gonna fucking, they ain't gonna sit there and suffer. Nah, I ain't. I ain't having that. You know, my people's is gonna be right. You know, especially my uncle's kid. Cause like me and me and Ruben, we was we was we was tight. You know, even though we wasn't around each other like all the time, but whenever fuck we was, we was tight. We was tight. You know, little Cuba, rest in peace. Rest in power, rest in prosperity, man. That man, he was like my other half. Like, I, me and him and the only ones in the family that's been to prison, that's, you know, been drug addicts. No, that's a lie because, that's a lie because I know all the other ones that do, I ain't gonna call them out. And you know who you are if you're listening. Uh-huh. They just want to play like they don't use drugs. And then fucking reprimand or put a bitch down like they ain't doing the same thing. But we are getting off topic here. <laughs> so, yeah, Ruben was my dog. He still is my dog. My, <laughs> my uncle rocks with me to this day. Right now he with me. You know, when I'm in the booth, he with me. He's flowing with me. He's getting my flow right. He's getting my, he's getting all of it right. That man's a special man to me. 
sad to see him go the way he did. I miss him like crazy. You know what? I'ma let y'all know something. Me, Boss Baby Cuba, I found who I am because he came to me and he told me to carry his torch, you know? Carry his torch on, carry his legacy on, because, you know, Brahood Records, man. He had the record, the record label, the motherfucking recording studio. He was rapper, tattoo artist, talented drawler, draw, drawler. <laughs> Woman had many talents, many talents. Who? Lost him early, we lost him young. He was 31 when he passed away, September 21st, 2009. I still remember that day when they brought his out of the apartment. You can't forget the body bags. Honestly, you'll have flashbacks, body bags, even if it ain't no gruesome ass shit. Especially if it's your love, a close loved one. That body bag is gonna be in your head forever. And on that note, anyways. Stay tuned my next episode. We finna be going even deep. We finna dive in on this On what happened to Boss Baby Cuba when she made that decision to sacrifice herself for the greater good of her family. Stay tuned. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all for staying tuned. Make sure you share, follow, and you know, leave me a comment. Let me know what you think. Give me some feedback. Talk to me. All right, y'all. Be easy. This thoroughbred laced.